Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Fringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and it's such a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest interview for you all, and I'm so excited because it's the first episode with another human being that I have recorded all year. I am so excited to share this conversation with you all. Today, we're talking to Emily Slahetka. Emily is a holistic nutrition coach and inner voice facilitator. And she's also one of my incredible clients in our holistic business, Mistress Mind. Emily joined season one of the holistic business, Mistress Mind this year in 2021. And she is now continuing on to join us for a second season of the Mistress Mind this year in September when we kick off our next incredible round. Today, we're diving into all things holistic nutrition. We're really going to talk, and you'll notice this as a theme come up through the conversation, about how our patterns around food and our relationship with food can also reveal the same patterns showing up in our business. And we all know how we do business is how we do life. So this episode has been absolutely incredible to see these two parallels. And I'm so excited for you to look at your business and your nutrition in a new, exciting and different way. We're also diving deeply into Emily's journey growing her business. We're going to find out how she moved through fear, tapped into her unique strategy as a generator in terms of her human design and became fully booked in her first live launch ever using our holistic business framework. Emily has over 15 years of experience in the health and fitness space. She originally intended to become a doctor because she wanted to help people. But after years of firsthand experience in the healthcare field, she realized that the best way we can actually help ourselves is to improve our daily lifestyle. Her journey has taken her from personal training to nutrition to spiritual and self-development work, and now she works one-to-one with clients using a holistic blend of her professional experience and intuition, as well, of course, as her client's intuition to create nutrition and lifestyle plans that align with her client's authentic nature. As a holistic coach, Emily's purpose is to help her clients slow down and turn inward so that they can tune out the confusing industry messaging and get clear on what's really important to their health and wellness. So everybody, join me as we talk about a generator's journey to growing her business, including how to tell when it's a true no versus fear, and also leading and hiring a team according to your design. We also talk about how Emily became fully booked in her business after her first launch and how this launch changed her perspective of fear for good. We also talk about Emily's journey from employee to entrepreneur and holistic nutrition coaching and that moment on the treadmill that shifted her relationship with food and herself for good. We dive into how the diet industry is impacting your relationship with food and how to find peace, freedom, sustainability, and empowerment instead, and why this matters for your business too. 
We also talk about why allowing yourself to take it slow is the best way to approach both your business and your nutrition journey for best results and other common patterns that show up in both nutrition and business. We talk about the power of energetic accountability, playing up in your business, community, coaching, and sticking to your process as a growing business owner. We also talk about Emily's advice for managing a growing business with a full-time job. And of course, we dive in deeply to Emily's honest experience in the holistic business mistress mind and why she's joining us for a second round. All right, my beautiful friends, I'm so excited for you to meet Emily. Before we dive on in, if you want to know about the next round of the Holistic Business Mistress Mind, you need to make sure your name is on the wait list at latisharange.com forward slash mistress mind. It's the only place to receive all of the details and an invitation so that you can join us. I also want to let you know that in at the end of this episode, Emily shares a really special bonus that she's offering just to listeners of this incredible podcast. So stay tuned for that. And without further ado, let's dive on in to this awesome conversation with Emily. Hey, Emily, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Letitia. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. It is an honor to have you here and I'm so excited to share your story with everybody today. So to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about you and your incredible business? Yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to share that I'm coming to you from the East Coast of the United States. So I live in Virginia and I do want to acknowledge the Kiskiak group. They're one of the original tribes of the Powhatan Confederacy you're the one who taught me acknowledgement of country. And I think it's so beautiful. And I want to acknowledge all of the people who belong to that tribe here in the United States. So I am a nutrition coach, a holistic nutrition coach, and I'm an inner voice facilitator. And I've actually had over 15 years of experience in the healthcare, fitness, and wellness spaces. But it wasn't until recently that I started honing in on nutrition and then taking a really holistic view of nutrition. And by holistic, I mean, we're looking not only at nutrition, but also how your sleep, your movement, your grounding practices, which is also known as stress management, your self-healing, your community, and of course, how your connection with your intuition play into your overall well-being. So I recently became an inner voice facilitator through Just Lively's community, and that has just absolutely exploded in a really good way, my nutrition coaching, because I truly believe that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And when we're able to connect the intuition and the physical pieces and create strength in both of them. I think that that just absolutely brings us to our purpose in life. And it's just so beautiful to see. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. And I totally agree. And I love how you're taking this holistic approach to nutrition. It's so incredible just for all of our listeners to see how in a specific area, we can make it totally our own by bringing this holistic approach. And also, Emily, could you share with us what your human design type is and any other information about it you want to share? Yes, I'm a generator. (laughs) 
Yeah. And um, so everybody, for all of our generators out, <laughs> out there today, um, taking paying attention to what Emily shares today is going to be extra relevant for you all because there are some patterns and it's not only just for generators, also for manifesting generators. Some of what Emily will share today is totally going to resonate for you. And I just want to say to start us off, like have a look at her Real, that holistic approach that she's taking to nutrition, she has been able to probably respond to all of these amazing um, experiences that have been flowing onto her path. And she's just been responding naturally to what lights her up. And then over time, this is how this incredible um, focus has emerged for her business. And that is what I think is just so incredibly exciting about business. So thank you, Emily, for being a beautiful example of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I was new to human design when I started working with you, but it's one of the things that I think has really made huge impact in my business and the way that I work with the energy of my business and the energy of my clients and also the energy of myself. So having that tool in my toolkit has been massive for me. Mm, I love that. Actually, just, I know, like, just while we're here, what do you think is one of the number one ways it helps you with how you show up in your business? So one of the things about generators is you're supposed to do the work that really lights you up. And then you're supposed to let other people take over the things that really don't bring you joy. (laughs) And I felt at the time, like, I'm not ready to hire someone and bring someone onto my team. But there were parts of my business that just felt really draining to me. I didn't really enjoy doing them. And so I took the leap to hire somebody, even though I didn't quite feel ready yet. And I have a fabulous team member who schedules a lot of my social media content. I still create the content, but she takes the lead in, you know, putting it together and scheduling it. And she helps me come up with a plan that is needing not only my generator design, she asks me yes or no questions, but We also work with the menstrual cycle, which I know is another uh, big part of your holistic business framework. So having somebody on my team is really helpful and takes things off my plate so that I can focus on my clients and I can focus on creating content and planning launches and the things that really excite me. Oh my gosh, this excites me so much. (laughs) It's so (laughs) awesome to hear you speak about this. And I just think that this gives so much permission to everybody who's listening. Like, you know, we are here to live a life where we feel turned on, lit up. We feel joyful and excited and inspired by what we're doing. And so when there are parts of our business and our life that don't feel that way, like that is an invitation to bring someone else on who does feel that way about those parts. And just look at how much more energy that creates. Like you can just hear it in Emily's voice. And I just love the way that you've taken what you've learned through human design to lead your team. It's Absolutely incredible. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, let's go back to, I want to go back to why, just like tell me a little bit more about 
why you wanted to start, first of all, a business, like as a structure for sort of working in the world. And then also a little bit more about why you're so passionate about nutrition personally. Yeah, it's a great question. And I really, my journey started off because I wanted to become a doctor. I wanted to help people. And I spent a lot of years in the healthcare field seeing firsthand that the best way we can help ourselves is to improve our daily lifestyle. And I was invited to join medical schools. I received invitations, acceptances, and it just never felt right. And at the time, I couldn't explain why, but it just was a no. And I followed that no, even though I didn't know why. And I started exploring fitness because I was an athlete growing up. I was a college athlete. I played field hockey. So movement and movement practices were really comfortable for me. So I thought, well, if it's not healthcare, it must be fitness. So I became a personal trainer. And that was great. I loved working with my clients. I didn't love the sales aspect of it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, um, I really did enjoy working with my clients. But even so, there was only so far that the the movement practice could take you. And it felt like there was something missing. And it really wasn't until I started working full-time in corporate America, I was sitting at a desk every day and I started to gain weight and I just felt really uncomfortable in my body. Um, I was trying all of the diets and I'm a rule follower and I'm really good at adhering to plans and I couldn't lose weight or or if I did, I couldn't keep it off. And I'm like, if this isn't working for me, you know, what am I going to do? I felt really ashamed. I felt like there was something wrong with me. And I started running half marathons to try and lose weight. And there was this moment in a gold gym. It was nine o'clock at night and I'm running (laughs) on a treadmill hating my life because I don't like running long distance. And I was like, (laughs) what am I doing? This is insane. (laughs) There has to be a different way. And I just, I had this feeling that nutrition, you know, was one of those keys that I needed to explore. Um, But I, all, the only experience I had was dieting and I found a company Um, that taught me. So I started as a client with them and then I became a coach and they taught me a different way of eating. So it wasn't just about the food itself, but it was how I ate the food and my relationship with food. And once I really started digging in on that, it just opened up all of these doors for me and it became my journey back to myself and back to my purpose. And I offered it on the side and, you know, guided people when they asked, but at some point I just had this realization, like, I want to do this for real. And that came for me when COVID actually hit because I wasn't commuting anymore. My work felt a little less pressured. I had a little bit more free time. And I said, what is my impact? What is my legacy? How can I serve people? And nutrition and its holistic connection was really what hit me. And that, and I felt like people just needed to know that there is another way to be in your body, to feel at home in your body besides dieting. Mm, Oh my gosh. Yes. And that is such a message that is needed right now. I'm sure so many people can relate to 
that moment on the treadmill and, you know, uh, feeling like something's going wrong and then sort of going down that route that we all hear, which is, okay, well, how can I exercise as much as possible and how can I control everything that I eat? Uh, And then not feeling like you're getting the results that you want because it's not really a sustainable approach. And it's so incredible because this is so relevant to business as well, right? It's like when we feel like something's going wrong in our business or we need to have something happen, then we go and we try to make it happen and we throw all of the spaghetti at the wall to try and make it happen. And um, and we sort of like tr- there's this element of control. We need this. And that is not enjoyable or sustainable. And I can see this pattern. Um, I can just see this pattern showing up in this story in relation to food because, as we all know, these patterns show up across all areas of our life in all different ways. So I feel like that's going to be really helpful for, to, for people. But what I love is how, like, how did you know to follow the no in the first place when you were with the medical um, invitations that you were getting? Like, what did you, was it just an intuitive knowing did, like, how did it feel at the time, Emily? Do you remember? Yeah, I actually do. I went to uh, Washington, D.C. and New York City. Those were the two cities um, where the schools I had been accepted into were and I toured I knew people who went there I stayed with them and I couldn't explain it at the time because I wasn't really connected to my intuition the way that I am now but just being in that environment walking around it didn't feel like home it didn't feel right the energy just seemed off I felt like a stranger and I knew what it felt like to be at a place where I felt home I felt accepted I felt like it was the right place for me and I just didn't feel that in any of the places and I just had to admit to myself that I didn't know why it seemed on paper that you know going to medical school and becoming a doctor and and having that sort of very traditional achievement um, was something I should do but it just didn't feel right. And I said, no, there's something else. This isn't for me. And I declined the offers, um, which, you know, in my mind didn't feel right, but in my heart, I just knew I didn't feel at home there. And Mm. that's what I went with. Okay. And do you remember when you said no, like, how did it feel after that? It felt like relief. Yeah. Like I made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody, I want you to hear this part of the story. This is really important because what, what you're showing us here, Emily, before you even knew it is your human design playing out. And I'm sure you, you know that as you um, tell the story, it's like that not, it didn't feel like home. You felt like a stranger. It didn't feel like it was the right place. You felt like you should mentally, but it sounds like physically and energetically everything felt like a no. And then you, and then it was further confirmed when you did follow the no and said no, and you felt that sense of relief. That, my friends, is <laughs> the human design when a no is playing out. Such a beautiful example. Does that feel true for you, Emily? Yeah, it does feel true. And I want to highlight go even a little deeper and highlight a difference that when I feel a no, when I feel like something is scary to me, but it's not actually a no, it has a different quality to it. It has like an excitement, whereas just a straight no 
it's not for me feels just very flat and neutral. And and I want to explore a little bit more with you about some of the fears that I had working early on in the mistress mind and how I really came to um, get in touch with that feeling of fear and, mm-hmm. and how it actually led me to success. Mm, oh, I love it. Okay. We will come back to this for sure. I love that. Okay. So, um, Emily, I also just know that you, um, some of your corporate experience I know has also, um, been relevant for your business too. And so I just thought it would be great for you to just, you don't need to like tell us specifically about what you do, but I think it would be interesting for people to know that, you know, sometimes we feel like our corporate experience gets completely discounted from um, as being relevant to our businesses. And I know when we first started working together, we sort of spoke about that and how actually it was like totally relevant to the business that you're running. Do you want to just touch on that for a moment? Yeah, I was worried that my experience would be discounted. And what I have found is that, first of all, I'm a lot more empathetic of my clients because I live a real life too. <laughs> I am not, I'm not sitting in Bali with, you know, tons of time on my hands and no offense, and I have no offense to that lifestyle because that's beautiful, but I am working in full-time environment and I understand the grind of meetings and the demands of a corporate sort of experience and how easy it is for us to put ourselves last so that we can meet the demands of our jobs. And so I, I understand that and I have a lot of practical insight into how we can start putting ourselves first because when we put ourselves first, when we put our health first, we're actually able to take care of other people and our business. If you know, if we choose to work a corporate environment in a corporate environment, I don't think that you have to necessarily quit your job or launch your own business or be an entrepreneur to be healthy. I mm-hmm. think you can do it in a corporate environment as well. Mm, that is such a powerful and needed message for sure. So Emily, what are three things that you would love every human and business owner to know about holistic nutrition? So I would say the first message that I would share with people is that there's a lot of confusing and conflicting information out there. It's almost overwhelming. And that's because the diet industry makes money off of your confusion. Mm -hmm. So it really does take a willingness to accept ownership of and responsibility for your health. And I also want to share that the industry likes to paint things in black and white. This is the only way and everything else is wrong. And so as you start taking ownership of your health, experiment, question the shoulds, and figure out what's right for you. When you hear people saying, this is the only way, or I have the solution, or this is what you have to do, I kind of encourage you to ask some questions about that philosophy, that person, that coach, ask your own intuition and see if it's right for you. You know, your mind might come up with a lot of stories about what's the right way to eat. And I would question those. So it takes experimentation when you start taking ownership of your health. Um, The second thing that 
I would share is that there really is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know what it feels like to feel frustrated, to feel like it's never going to work, to always feel like you have to deprive yourself, be in a state of restriction, chase those 10 to 15 pounds, but you actually can feel quite peaceful, relaxed, at ease. You can feel confident. You can feel happy. You can feel joyful. And ultimately, what you're doing when you start working on your relationship with food and your body is you're actually creating space in yourself and in your mind so that you can start pursuing your life's purpose Mm. and your life's passions. I have clients who have spent so much time like all day long thinking about you know what are they eating next tracking their calories throughout the day and that mental load really adds up and it takes a toll and you're not able to think about anything else and how so i have a lot of clients who spend all day thinking about you know, what are they eating next? They're tracking their calories and that sort of tracking and restricting takes up a huge mental load. And when we spend all of our time thinking about food and thinking about restricting ourselves, we don't have time to think about anything else. But when you start working on your relationship with your food and your body, you're able to free up that space in your mind and in yourself. And it's relaxed now and it feels wonderful. Like, the stress just melts away. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love this so much, but I won't interrupt your flow. <laughs> if you're going to share the third one, um, you can share it now and then I'm going to come back and add to this. This is so good, Emily. I'm feeling so excited. <laughs> so, okay. The third one that I have, it's my favorite one. It's how I coach <laughs> my clients and you've already alluded to it. Take it slow. <laughs> <laughs> of course (laughs) yeah so you're not going to be able to do everything at once for a very long time and of course there's a parallel to that in business (laughs) but what you can do is find success by focusing on one thing at a time and making it really easy so that you actually do it practicing it until you get it and then building on from there. And so I want to give just a personal example. Like I've been focusing on my nutrition for over six years and Mm. I'm an animal protein work really well with my body. Mm. Uh, I spend a lot of time untangling emotional stories that I have tied up with food. I know how to sync my nutrition with my menstrual cycle. And I still practice the basics and I practice them regularly. And that means 90 to 95% of the time. Now I am taking my focus a little bit deeper. So I'm focusing on improving the quality of my foods. I'm experimenting with um, environmental toxins and reducing those. I'm doing some deep dives, some science deep dives on the lymphatic system and the gut biome, but I wouldn't be ready for those if I hadn't started with the basics. And so for a lot of my clients who are new to nutrition, it really means starting out learning to eat slowly again. So we don't even make a lot of changes to food right away because we're learning to become aware of your biofeedback. So that's your hunger and your fullness cues. Mm. We're learning how the body responds to food and we're becoming aware of the stories 
and the patterns that we've adopted over the years about what food means. And we can't do that if we're not taking it slow. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how like the way we eat is really showing like the way we do everything else in our life as well. Like I can totally see this for me when I think about um, eating while like what watching a training or learning something or like listening to something, like always needing to optimize my time and that pressure to ma- really make the most of every moment and then realizing, oh, making the most of every moment is about being present. <laughs> and that requires me to slow down and not do two things at once, but just like really enjoy whatever that thing is I'm doing, for instance, eating and the food in front of me. And then that's where the pleasure comes comes in. And I imagine it's also like allows your body as well to actually like properly digest and absorb what you're eating as well. You hit the nail on the head and uh, you can't see me, but I'm nodding my head in agreement. (laughs) Nutrition is a reflection of life. So there you go. That's so cool. So, okay, Emily. Oh my gosh. Okay. These are incredible. These, the the three things that you shared, and I just wanted to um, respond to the, to the three areas. First of all, asking questions and experimentation. I think that that is just such incredible advice for everybody. And I also wanted to add, like, especially for those of you who are generators or manifesting generators, you know, we don't actually know mentally what is right for us. We have to try things and then get that feedback about, you know, how does this actually feel? Is this good for my body? Um, And that's in terms of the environment that we're in and also everything that we consume. So I like like to see it as our aura is just sort of like taking in pieces of everything. And then it's like telling you like, yes or no. And so I love seeing this sort of parallel with food for us all. And just like, if it, to me, the way that you've described that, it's just such an empowered approach to food because, because you're asking the questions, because you're allowing yourself to experiment and change. And I guess that also really ties into your philosophy about uh, the importance of taking it slow too. In order to experiment and receive that feedback, you have to give yourself time and space to ask the questions and to receive the feedback and try different options and all of those sorts of things. Yeah. And I'll even take it a step further and say that taking it slow and experimenting and giving things time to work, when you introduce that concept from a place of validating your offer, it made so much sense to me. Like, how will you ever know your offer actually works until you give it time to work. We're so caught up in going as fast as we can and getting results immediately that we often quit or start something new or move on to the next thing before, just right before something is about to start working for us. Oh my gosh. It, yes, 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 yes. This is so true. It totally is. It's just about to work usually right before we're ready to, that's it. I quit. I surrender. And then it, and then it comes through. (laughs) Life is funny. Um, I also couldn't agree more with uh, when you allow yourself to have that relaxed, peaceful and easeful relationship with food, which to be honest, just like hearing you say that and speaking it out loud just immediately makes my body relax in so many different ways. 
how when we have that relationship, it allows us to create space for what we are here to contribute and to serve and also for creativity. Like I know when I, um, my pattern in life has been really using food to like either stuff down my emotions or my intuition. And so I know in terms of, and also in terms of what food that I eat, what food really allows my body to feel like it thrives and then versus what food makes it feel sort of clogged up. I know that I don't feel as creative when I'm not eating the foods and eating in a way that my body um, really thrives on. And so I don't feel as creative. I don't have as much to contribute. And then, like you mentioned, all of that time and attention, when I look back at my life and the amount of time and attention I have spent worried about how I look, worried about, am I getting fat? Am I getting overweight? Is this the right thing for me? Um, Is it not like how much food should I have here? And like all of this time and attention, all of that could have been spent one, enjoying life and two, creating and doing things that make me actually feel fulfilled. And so that's something that I have really um, has been front of my mind for so long that when we alleviate these distractions in our life, this only allows us to show up for our purpose. And actually, I think I did an episode that spoke about this, all about um, the body and health like ages ago on the podcast. I'll try and link it somewhere for everyone because it was an interesting um, episode. And yeah, so I just love that you've mentioned this and that here is an example of where through nutrition, you're actually supporting people with so much more than what they think that they're coming for. You know, like they come for the nutrition and what they're getting is a gateway to further purpose, to further pleasure and joy, passion, space, empowerment, like all of the things. And I think that this is beautiful for everyone to see with your business as well, whatever your area of focus is, what the problem that you're solving is so much more and so much deeper and has so much more impact and ripple effect for your clients than we can even at first possibly comprehend. And this is where our messaging can become so layered and powerful. Yeah, and Leticia, I want to acknowledge that a lot of people focus on their nutrition because they feel uncomfortable in their bodies, and we don't really have great language to describe it. So we we go to fat and overweight, but really what we're describing is a disconnection from ourselves and our purpose. And unless you are genuinely trying to lose weight for a bodybuilding competition, let's say, I would ask you to consider what your weight loss goal really means to you. And there's an exercise I do with my clients called the five whys. And so you take your goal and you say like, my goal is to lose weight. And you ask why five times. And I've done an Instagram post on it. um, So you can find that and try it out for yourself. But what some of my clients have found by doing the, this exercise, they started off with weight loss. That was their goal. And what it turned into was one client, she wanted confidence to start her business. And another client wanted to deepen her spiritual practice, but it was masquerading as weight loss. So I really encourage everyone to go deeper than just the weight loss goal, because that's the language we have. But I guarantee you there's something deeper there. Oh my gosh, this is just so rich and amazing. I love it. And also, uh, I just wanted to 
say that, yeah, with the, what, how I used to speak to myself with like, um, you know, you need to lose weight or you're, you're fat or I was worried about being fat. Like it's so interesting when you look back in hindsight at your youngest self and you look at like, um, what you looked like and how much you weighed and all of these things. And you, and you realize, wow, you were like in great shape. You, you look beautiful. You're wonderful. And look at how mean I was to you throughout that process. And I just wanted to share that um, with people because how, like, we're so hard on ourselves in the moment. And then, but at some point in the future, you're going to look back at that moment. And it's not just with weight, like this is um, an example with everything in our life. You're going to look back and you're going to be so proud of yourself. And you're going to be like, you were perfect. You were in the perfect moment and you like, there was nothing wrong with that. And so if we just alleviated all of the stress that we place on ourselves in the present moment, knowing that in the future, we're going to be so proud of where we are right now and what we've created and achieved, like that creates space to pursue your passion and purpose too. And I love this exercise, Emily, of the five whys. I think that that's just going to be such a revealing exercise for people to do with um, any goal that you have for yourself. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, of course. And I feel the same way. I've had the same experience with looking back at photos of myself and be like, I was so beautiful. And that means I'm beautiful now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yes, totally. Totally. We can learn so much. Um, Yeah. Our our life is just so incredible. And I just want to say like, when you do notice that you (laughs) have been beating yourself up or were hard on yourself, like, give yourself love, right? Like you're just doing the best you can. And it's that beautiful awareness that allows us to um, have an even richer relationship with ourselves. So, okay, this is awesome. And then of course, I agree with everything that you said about taking it slow. It's just so amazing because it's always the opposite of what we think we should do. And I just know from eliminating like watching TV, for instance, while I'm eating, that has just allowed my body to digest in in such a, um, a, I can feel it. I can feel the immediate (laughs) effect of when I'm watching TV while eating versus not watching it. And so I feel like part of that taking it slow um, is also about being mindful as well while you're eating. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Emily, that is so awesome. Now I would love to talk about your business journey, which we've been alluding to. There's so many things to discuss here. So I would love to know, first of all, on reflection, what do you feel are the three top things that help you to create results and grow in business during our time together in The Mistress Mind? So I already talked a little bit about one, which is discovering my human design and the generator. And that was part of your holistic business framework, which I have seen bits and pieces that other business coaches offer, but I haven't seen it put together in such a way that you do. And that was one of the reasons that I was so intrigued about working in the mistress mind. So Parts of the holistic business framework that really worked for me was applying the menstrual magic Mm. framework to plan my launches and my work. I had used um, cycle syncing for nutrition and fitness, but for some reason, it never occurred to me to use it for business. (laughs) (laughs) And I just found it was the best use of my cyclical energy and I even apply it in a corporate setting too. And I found it to be really helpful 
um, there. So I love that piece. I love the human design piece. And then the third thing about the framework that I loved was your use of, instead of a client avatar, the soulmate client. (laughs) And why I love that is because it let me tap into the energy of how I wanted to show up, who I wanted to work with. And it allowed me to be surprised at what form that energy showed up as. Mm. That was that was amazing. It blew my mind. <laughs> oh, yes. And like, just <laughs> if for anyone out there who has been struggling to force yourself to come up with an idol client avatar in the way that it's usually taught and is taught in marketing, it's super detailed. It's like thinking of, of a specific person and demographics and all of these things. And I mean, I guess in some niches and industries, some demographics will be um, important, but for the most part, it's just not about that. It's just so much easier. And we, and yeah, it's kind of like (laughs) the dieting and the weight loss. We just waste a lot of time in business, like distracting ourselves with trying to figure out who this like very specific person is rather than allowing it to be revealed to you in a really beautiful way and also allowing it to be way more open than we think it needs to be. Yeah. And so one of the things that I do with my clients is we focus a lot on the positives. So the things that they're doing right, we celebrate those. And in the mistress mind, we did that every week and all of the time. (laughs) And it was wonderful. It was so fun. And it showed me examples of how other people were creating and putting things out there and showing up. And it allowed me to see what was possible for me too. Um, I have the metaphor I use is, you know, as a former athlete, I loved playing up. So playing with skilled, more skilled players, because I feel like you just elevate your own game when you do that and to be around other people who were a little bit ahead of me and sharing their success and celebrating that that just I feel like that just propelled me so much further ahead than if I had just been by myself or siloed and we weren't really talking about what everyone was doing it helped me show up consistently try new things I feel like accountability isn't doesn't quite capture the energy but that's sort of what it felt like in a way Mm, yeah. And it's not like you've got someone being like, you've got to do this and like, you know, <laughs> forcing you along. Like the accountability is in, it's like you're energetically called higher because you're surrounded by these people who are uh, moving forward and doing things that are inspiring you and are sort of there with you for the ride. And so you feel that sort of energetic calling in and that helps you to like keep keep accountable in a it's a much more I guess like a softer way than what we probably think of when we think of the word accountability I yeah I actually love that you've mentioned that because I haven't thought about that before (laughs) (laughs) and the third thing that I really loved about the mistress mind was the feminine energy so I'm around a lot of male energy and my full-time job I work in the IT world. I work in the corporate world. I work with the military and it's so refreshing and soothing to be around this feminine energy, but it's not passive energy. It is powerful. It is raw. 
And it is honest in a way that was really new to me because I felt like I was being seen and I was being seen to the depths of my soul by the other Mistress Mind members. Oh my gosh, I love that so much, being seen to the depths of your soul. And it's so powerful. And you know what? That's where the accountability comes in as well. I I really just love this, what you've brought up here with the accountability piece, because it is about that being seen, like when we can be in spaces where we are fully accepted as who we are, as sovereign, powerful individuals. And we see that we are seen in this way, accepted in this way, that allows us to be accountable to ourselves. It's empowering. And then I also think what you've touched on with that celebration piece, that celebration piece is what also allows that accountability too, because we want to celebrate ourselves. We all do want to celebrate ourselves. Like we don't want to constantly being like, Hey, you need to do more. You need to do more. Like we all know that that doesn't work. (laughs) It's not sustainable. What, but it's just like all of these lessons that we're talking about today. It's like, Hey, do the opposite of what your mind is telling you need to do. For instance, like you feel like you need to speed up to go and create the results, actually slow it down. That's going to help you create the results uh, better. You feel attached and that you need these results in your life, actually just like let it go for a moment. Let it go because the results are going to come. And I feel like this is just sort of being interwoven in so many of the different things that you've raised, Emily, and that is so beautiful. And um, yeah, thank you for bringing up the feminine energy because it is a really, like we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. It's part of our creative force. It's the yin and the yang. And when we can work with both of these energies, and for many of us, it means sort of powering up that yin, that feminine energy, because um, our society is geared towards being in that masculine so much. It brings you back into a creative balance, which just allows you to actually like receive and create in a much more powerful way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I love it. Okay. Now I'm so excited to talk about this, the first chapter of your mistress mind journey, uh, because during that time, I know you faced a period where you uh, needed to do some inner work, some inner reflection. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what really helped you through that period. And also why this was so valuable to you as both a CEO Um, and also for the business itself as its own entity? So I think that a lot of the work that I had to do was a mindset shift going from employee to entrepreneur. And so in the way that I'm going to share, I also would be giving advice to other business owners who maybe are working full-time and want to shift into entrepreneurship And for me to go from employee to entrepreneur was really challenging because success looks different and it feels different. The way that you work when you're an entrepreneur is different and there's no one really there holding your hand or expecting you to submit work on time. So you have to be really clear about what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I found that I had to work through those mindset shifts and I really had to 
pace myself so that I didn't suffer from burnout and I could really focus in on what it is that was actually creating value instead of just doing busy work and sort of spinning my wheels and doing work just to do work. And I had to get really, really clear on my boundaries and I had to Mm. communicate them with people. And they weren't just boundaries for other people. They were also boundaries with myself. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that. Could you give an example, if you don't mind, of like one boundary with yourself that you're happy to share with everyone? Yeah, absolutely. I said I need, let's say, three or four hours on Saturday morning. I feel more creative and willing to work in the morning. And so I had to tell my husband, even though I would love to hang out with you, I'd love to go play golf with you. This is really important to me. So I hope you can find something else to do and give me the space to do that, to do the work that I need to do. And that was a challenge because we're used to doing a lot of things together. And there was a part of me that was like, I don't want to sit behind my computer and do this work. I want to be outside golfing. But if I didn't create that intentional time for myself, then I would have to do the work in the evening or when I'm tired or you know, at another time and it would feel hurried and it didn't, it wouldn't have the intentional creation space that that Saturday morning was really giving me. Mm. Oh, this is such a good example because I'm sure so many people feel that guilt (laughs) with their partner. I definitely did. This is something that I actually struggled with that for, oh, like I, it must be years when I started my business because I really wanted to, like, I wanted to work on my business. I was so excited about it. I had all these ideas and I really wanted to set the time aside. Even when Lou and I would go on holidays, I would like want to write a blog post while on San- in Santorini looking at this incredible view. And I wanted to like wake up and, you know, write a blog post and then go about my day with Lou. And I, but I wanted to do, I didn't want it to ever impact him. So instead of having the conversation with him, I just like would get up really early or I'd do things like super late in the evening. And then that never was sustainable and it didn't, and it wasn't going to, um, and then it led me to sort of feeling resentful towards either my business or towards my partner until I realized, oh, I just need to <clears throat> ask for what I need. I just need to say, Hey, can I have a couple of hours before we go out? for the rest of our day here. And actually, I think it was my partner who prompted that conversation. He was just like, hey, like if you need to do X, Y, Z, then just ask. Like he had no problem, but I made this big story in in my head. And so, um, yeah, I think that's something that so many people will have resonated with. And also what you say about like doing it at a time that actually feels good to do it and knowing that like there's always a million things that we want to do and it's like just making sure we have um, time and space for those that are the priorities in this moment. And that's what I really hear from you with that beautiful boundary you set for yourself. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge you, Letitia, and the way that you coach, because I had a lot of, I guess you could call them false starts or moments where I ran up against the energy that I was referring to earlier where it felt like fear and I felt overwhelmed and lost and I felt a lot of time scarcity. And I just got to the point always where I was like, well, it'd just be better if I quit and I'm not meant to do this. And 
you were able to recognize and reflect back to me that pattern that when I run into this energy, that's when I have to push through and go to the other side. It's not a no, it's a move through this. And as soon as I was able to do that, I had this amazing launch and I fully booked and selling felt so comfortable. Yeah. Let's celebrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and when I compare it to selling personal training packages, selling for the nutrition coaching, it was just neutral and it was a form of an exchange and I didn't have to convince or cajole people. It just was easy. It was so easy. <laughs> mm, I love it. <clears throat> so is that what you said? So I'm losing my voice. Listen to me. <clears throat> Excuse me, everyone. So is that what you feel was the number one thing that contributed to you creating that fully booked result for yourself? I would say that you recognizing that pattern in me allowed me to more move forward with actually launching and <laughs> doing the thing is what contributed to actually having that fully booked results. And so, yeah, it was a combination of you recognizing that pattern, me saying, okay, this is just a pattern. I can push through it and not in a forceful way, but just in an acknowledgement that it's just fear. Mm -hmm. And on the other side is something amazing. And then I actually launched, even though I felt unprepared and uncomfortable because it was new to me, mm -hmm. not because I wasn't actually unprepared. Yeah. And <laughs> throughout the launch process, I just really kept myself in a state of celebration and curiosity. You know, I made this like massive list of all the tiny little details that I celebrated. I had no expectations. I just was curious. And I really feel like all of those things combined created this beautiful result and it felt really good. Mm, yes, it did feel good. And like that was such a significant moment on your journey in the mistress mind. And <clears throat> I just love the way that you described it as this, it became neutral. And I think that that's the most important piece here that you're, it was like, yes, of course, this is going to happen. This is the first time you're doing this. Of course, the fear is going to come up. Of course, of course, you're not going to like want to do it or feel like doing it right before. And what was so amazing is that you you accepted that feedback and you took it and you moved forward even though the fear was there. And I think that that is that's why coaching is so helpful, right? Because we can get in our own head and and sort of tell ourselves all the reasons why we shouldn't do something. But it's not just the coaching; it's like you as the person have then got to like be the one who allows yourself to move forward even though it feels. Um, new and and there's that fear there all at the same time and that's what like every time we do that and we move forward regardless of what the result is that we create but every time we move through with the fear by our side i think like that those are the moments that we we really must celebrate because it feel it does feel hard and there's so many reasons why you wouldn't do it but when you're over the line and you look back you're like oh it was totally fine and actually that usually activates something within you like with you emily like 
you ended up just doing an amazing job going through the launch and like loving it and serving it. And since then, like the way that you were able to show up in this more visible way, really sharing yourself and serving and you went on to do Holistic Business Month and what you provided there was just absolutely incredible. And it all starts with these like moments where we walk through that fear. Yep. I'm so glad I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Okay. I know that we're getting to the end of the conversation. We need to wrap up. Um, What is is there any other advice that you'd give to business owners who have full-time jobs looking to grow their business? I know you've mentioned boundaries already. Is there anything else that you'd share? Take it slow. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's, yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Definitely. And, um, And also let's just do this as like kind of rapid fire, these last couple of questions. What was, um, what was the best thing you experienced about the mistress mind? I think learning how to work intentionally instead of grinding and forcing and still experiencing success <laughs> was very incredible. Yeah. So incredible. And what was the hardest? Well, at the beginning of the mistress mind, I was really tied to a specific income goal and timelines but I didn't realize that I really needed to go through those mindset shifts that I talk about. And I needed to hit the smaller goals, like 1K months before I could move into the bigger goals. Mm, Yes. This is so important for everybody to hear. And I love to share my own journey of with my launches of having a thousand dollar launch and then keep working the process and then that built to 10,000, then 25 and on and on and on and on. And like once we have that process, it's just so easy to keep working the process, but we've got to have the process first. We've got to work it. And that's what you have 100% shown. I love that. And so is there anything else you wanted to mention about how the Mistress Mind supported you? I would say the community of women, it was just such a diverse group of people who had different types of businesses. And we did monthly small group calls with different people. And it was a great opportunity to explore and share. And I feel like I made friends and I can't wait to meet them in real life (laughs) when we're able to travel (laughs) internationally. Yeah, you definitely have made friends. It's so awesome. Like we all have, it's just like, you just get to know each other so incredibly well because we're all like so vulnerable and go deep and that is where intimacy is created and those beautiful, deep relationships. Okay. And I'm so excited because Emily is joining us for the next round of the Mistress Mind, which is so cool because she's going to be able to continue to work her process and go deeper and deeper. And I can't wait to see you really just like everything that you're going to be creating in this next container in this even deeper way. So tell us, Emily, why did you decide to continue? And also, who do you think the mistress mind is best suited for? So when the invitation came through to join, I had that immediate hit, that gut hit of yes. But I also wanted to give myself some space and time to consider and Right before I enrolled, I got that pattern again of fear. And I was like, okay, I'm right on the edge of a breakthrough. So let's take all the success that I've already created. And now let's go deeper and experience more success. I 
am a firm believer that program hopping in the athletic world, in the nutrition world does not create consistent results. So why would I want to coach hop and not create consistent results in my business? I want consistent results. I want expansive results. So I want to continue working the process where I've experienced success. And that's been in the mistress mind. Mm, Yes. Yes, it has. I think sometimes like, even when we do get like incredible results, we're so quick to sort of be like, oh, now I'm right. Now I'm good. Everything's okay. And then, and then we realize, so we change the things that were working for us. And this is actually a pattern across business in so many different ways. But what we want to do is like keep the things that are working and just continue to focus our attention on those things and like leave all the other things that aren't working. So I feel like that's kind of what's happened here um, as you move forward with the mistress mind. And I'm so just thrilled and honored to have you, Emily. You're so incredible. And the what you bring to all of our calls, you're commitment, uh, the way that you see everybody, your inner voice, your expertise in business and also in nutrition. And then coaching is just incredibly invaluable to absolutely every single person in the mistress mind. So thank you so much. Oh, (laughs) thanks, Letitia. And I would say anybody who's considering joining, you're going to be working with women who are trailblazing and doing business in a different way and to have that container that's safe and supportive and also lets you experiment is pretty powerful and not to be missed. Mm, Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay, beautiful. What does creating a life that is beautiful mean to you? So the value of helping people still really holds true for me. And I think it's about connection. So that's connection to yourself, connection to your intuition, connection to all of the people in the world, um, in your community. That is really, really, that's a motivator. It's a driver for me. It's why I'm in business. And the freedom. I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to you, Letitia, is because of that's one of your core values. You know, certainly for me, time freedom, but also as a generator, project freedom to be able to have creativity and do what lights me up. That is really exciting to me. Mm. I love it so much. Okay, Emily, is there anything else that you want to tell us? I am really excited for the next round. I'm so excited and I can't wait to see who's in there and you know who will join. So I'm I'm just really really looking forward to another amazing expansive experience. So am I. We have an incredible group of people who have already come in together and I'm so excited for you to meet them all. And Emily, I'm so excited for everybody to keep connecting with you. So I would love to know where can everybody follow you? Where can they get more of your incredible goodness? So I would say Instagram is definitely the first place to follow me. I'm sure it'll be linked in the show notes. My handle is emily.slahetka, but it's difficult to spell. So I'd look for the link (laughs) and you can go to my website. (laughs) It's emilyslahetka.com. And then I also have a nutrition community where I do weekly um, lives and talk about any questions um, or a topic that I feel like talking about. And so all of the links are in Instagram and on my website. 
And I would love for people to join me and share their experience with nutrition. And I also offer inner voice sessions. And so I have created a special code for discount for the holistic business community. So I'm sure Letitia will link that in the show notes. Um, And we are running a free challenge in August. So if it is happening when this episode comes out, I'd love for you to join us. Um, Otherwise, just head over to Instagram and you can get the replays there. Fantastic. Oh my gosh, everybody go and follow Emily right now. Sign up as well for her challenge for sure. Join the community and Emily, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you for sharing so openly and vulnerably about your business journey. There has been so much to take away. There's so much more I want to discuss with you. And thank you for being you. Oh, thanks, Letitia. It was my pleasure. (laughs) Thank you, beautiful. Wow, we. What a conversation. Hey. That, my friends, is the power of conversation. As business owners, the more that we put ourselves in spaces where we're hearing other people's stories and journeys, and we're talking about the things that are difficult just as much as the things that are incredible, this is where we all grow. This is where, and I hope this is what you're feeling right now as you listen to this episode, you are not alone. There's nothing wrong with you and you are in the perfect place in your life and business journey. You know, so often our mind tells us there's something wrong with you. You're not doing good enough. Be harder on yourself. You should give up. You should quit. You should be further along like all of these shoulds. And we think that it's just us. And I know this for sure because I think it too. I think, oh, I'm the one who only thinks this way. Like I'm the one who's like the hardest on myself. That is my mind. And every time I have a little slice of conversation with another human and another business owner, I realize I'm not alone, of course, when they're deep and honest conversations like the one that we had right here. And so this is why I really believe in the power of community. And it's the reason why I have seen and therefore provided group spaces for everybody in my community. You know, it started off with Create Your Beautiful Biz, which is for everybody who's starting a business for the first time. And then I um, created the Mistress Mind container and I created that because I realized that really through community, through talking and supporting other business owners, that would allow each person to show up in a different way. And I'm just so grateful to my past self for doing that because I never would have happened upon the power of the Mistress Mind container unless I followed that inspiration. And without a doubt, it's evolved over the years. It's become better and better and better. But what has remained constant and the same is the power of the community itself, the power of that connection. And it's the same with Create Your Beautiful Biz. And although, yes, one-to-one coaching is awesome and I love it, there is something different about community spaces. And I actually think we at least need a combination of them. And if not, In many cases, the group spaces, if held appropriately in a way that is supportive and collaborative, 
it will really allow you to thrive. And I want you all to know, I understand if you have any reservations around group spaces, I have felt the same um, in throughout my life as well. I have a tendency to hide in group spaces. And so the space that I wanted to create is a space where each person is nurtured in being seen, in being supported in the way that that individual needs to be supported in that group space. And when you can get yourself in a space like that, where you do feel seen and supported and heard, it really is super transformational and life-changing. And again, I just want to say, it's not to say that there's one is better than the other. I just really think that this experience in the mistress mind is really unlike anything else because of the supportive collaborative space that we create together. So I want to thank Emily for coming on and sharing her journey so openly and honestly with all of us. We really must uh, send her appreciation and thanks for everything she shared today. Please go over to Instagram and share some love. Let Emily know how grateful you are for her sharing this experience. Continue the conversation with both of us over on Instagram. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now. Tag us. Let us know what resonated most deeply for you. And just like, please be involved in the conversation. We want to hear you. We want to see you. This isn't us just talking into a microphone (laughs) and then not including you as the community in it. You're here. You're part of the conversation. Uh, So come and join the conversation with us. And if you are interested in joining the season two of the Holistic Business Mistress Mind for 2021, you know what to do. Head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Mistress Mind, pop your name on the wait list, keep an eye out for my email with all of the details and make sure you join us as soon as you can. We'll keep places open until all spaces are full and um, also Emily will be there so you'll be able to work together and get to know her even more, which is super cool. I also want to let you know that Emily has so kindly shared a very special offer and discount code with everybody from this community that will be available until the 1st of September, 2021. It's for a 10% discount on her 90 minute inner voice session. And all you need to use is the code HBM10. So thank you once again, Emily, for all of your support on this episode. I'm so excited to continue working with you in the next season of The Mistress Mind. And I want to say a huge thank you to you listening to this episode right now. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being a part of the community. And thank you for being here. All right, everybody, let's continue this convo over on the gram. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letitiaringe.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there. 